Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first scripture lesson is from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. And the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he sat out from Haran. He took his wife, Sari, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haram, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah of Sishan. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on, toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward Negev. Negev. All right, please rise for our Romans chapter four, verses 13 through 25. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promises that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing and the promise is worthless. Because the law brings wrath, and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and be guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have faith of Abraham. He is the father of all of us. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations just as is had been said to him. So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his face, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding promises to God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. 
The words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death from our sins and raised to life for our justification. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Don. So I'm going to encourage you to, uh, as I usually do, to have your bulletins handy because it does have spots where you can jot down some notes and, uh, and write down those nudges of the Spirit as they come so that you can uh, remember what the Spirit nudged you with uh, a little bit later. Because if you're anything like me, you will forget as soon as you walk out the doors. Uh, will you pray with me? Gracious and Almighty God, God, we, uh, we come striving to hear your word, to hear your message for us. And so God, as we heard this story about Abram and, and Sarai, God, that, that maybe their story is also our story. And so help us to understand, help us to hear your message for us in this. And God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be mine, but yours, your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So 11 years ago, I began a journey, not that much unlike Abraham. I felt a call from God to enter into ordained ministry. I didn't know what was ahead. I might have been blindfolded. <laughs> I didn't know what roadblocks or situations or time of testing was going to be along my journey, but I stepped out in faith and followed the call. Now, have you ever experienced something like that? Something like, uh, you know, you feel an urge to go and do something completely different, out of the ordinary, or even against everything that you have ever known. How did you feel? Was it, as Terry said, was it, was it scary? Was it full of anxiety or Maybe it just felt right. I wonder how Abraham felt. Maybe things were going great. Everything was just like he wanted. The, the family business was prospering. Marriage was good. And even though there was this thing about no kids, life was good. But then God speaks. Abraham is a faithful man, and after hearing God's call, he understands that he must follow. But what is the call? Sure, we hear about God wanting to bless Abraham with kids, making him a great nation. And while that is good, the first part of the call was a bit more difficult. Genesis 12.1 tells us that God asked Abraham to leave his country, leave his people and his father's household. Basically, he is told that he must leave everything that he has ever known. Leave your land, although it does say in here that he does take some of his possessions and some of the people with him. Uh, basically, yeah, leave the land. Leave family. Just go. Don't wait. 
Don't get things in line so others will be taken care of. Don't attend to the rest of the family, to work or friends. Just leave. Of course, the destination will be worth it, right? Well, Abraham doesn't know. He doesn't know where he's going. He's called to leave everything and to go somewhere where God is leading him. But he doesn't know where that is. I mean, at least Moses got a description of where he was going. If you remember, he was going to that land flowing with milk and honey. A beautiful place. Abraham gets to a land I will show you. Is that a desert, God? Is that, is that going to be an island? Is there, is there going to be beaches? You know, where am I going? However, he is told that blessings will come if he follows God's guidance. He will become a great nation and his name will be great. Now, don't forget that all peoples on the earth will be blessed through him as well. This kind of leads me to my, to my first main point, and I've got this on a slide for you. Uh, so the first main point here is God's blessings sometime come with a request to leave everything behind. God's blessings sometimes come with a request to leave everything behind. My call into ministry came with a request. Well, more of a demand. Leave everything I knew to seek that which I didn't. I had spent 20 years in equipment rental. I knew what equipment was needed for certain jobs. I could recommend the right tool for the specific project. I knew fleet management. I, I knew profit and loss statements, inventory, sales. and I mean, I knew the business inside and out. But this call into ministry meant leaving it all behind. I needed to quit, to walk away, and to figure out how I was going to provide for my family in this time. This also, this call also uh, included entering into itinerancy. I was leaving my home, my town, my home church, and many of the friends and co-workers that I had behind I was leaving it all to follow God's call on my life. And many of you who are in this room are aware that within the United Methodist Church, it means that I didn't know where I was going. I had no idea what town I was going to end up in. I mean, the more I reflect on this call, the more it sounds like Abraham. Go to a land that I will show you. You don't know where it is, but that's all right. Just follow and I'll, I'll lead you. See, I needed to let go, to let go of, my, of control of my situation. I needed to trust that God's plan was higher than my own. I needed to let go knowing that God was going to catch me. Think about a circus. Now, I'm not saying that ordained ministry is like a circus. Or am I? <laughs> One of the acts that, that is in almost every circus is the flying trapeze. It's so graceful, yet incredibly scary at times. But if we think about it, we know that there are two main players in this act, the flyer and the catcher. 
The flyer is the one that everybody watches. The flyer is the one that does all the acrobatic stunts in the air, flipping around, twisting and turning. The catcher is always waiting to catch the flyer midair. There's always a time when the flyer needs to let go of the swing that they're on, perform whatever stunt is part of the act. But what is interesting is that it's the catcher's job to catch the flyer. The flyer waits in complete trust, holding their hands out, and the catcher reaches and grabs a hold of those hands, swinging them to safety. We must wait on God, fully trusting in God's plans for our lives and for the life of journey of hope. God will catch us. God will guide us. God will provide the means to do far greater than we could ever imagine. I mean, our lives can certainly feel like a circus, right? In fact, some of you right now are going, hey, I'm in the middle of all these clowns and I don't know what to do. Or I'm standing in the middle of all the lions trying to make sure that they're tame. But I'm sure that we can all say that we felt like the flyer at times. Flailing around and hoping and praying that somebody, somebody will catch us. Trust that God will. God always catches us. We can think of some of the other characters of the Bible and how God provided for them in their complete trust in God's plan. How about Daniel? Because of his faith and belief in God, he gets thrown into a den of lions. He trusts in God's plan with his ministry of in interpreting those dreams. He lets go of personal and financial growth and receives the blessing of protection from the mouths of the lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown into a furnace. They trust in God's protection. They let go of their personal desires so that they follow God's plan and they receive a blessing of being saved from the fire. The disciples trust God in the calling that, ha that God has for each one of them. They let go by leaving everything behind to follow Jesus and then receive the blessing of being entrusted with the gospel message to share with the world. Abraham trusted in God's design, even if that meant going to an unknown place. He let go by leaving everything that he ever knew and then received the blessing of descendants, even multiple nations through Ishmael and Isaac. But what about us? What about us? I mean, you might be headed into the unknown right now, unsure of where God is leading you. I think about Lena as she's getting ready to step into ECC. That can be kind of this unknown, my gosh, what is waiting ahead of me? You might be unsure of where God le is leading to you. The question is, is, will you trust God? Will you let go of control? Man, that's hard. Let go of control. Let go of everything that you know and follow the guidance of God. Maybe I should ask you this question for, uh, for Journey of Hope. Because two weeks ago, I gave you a beyond-the-horizon vision for this community. 
Maybe it sounded great. Maybe it sounded a little scary. And maybe you heard it and tried to figure out if that was even possible. So I want to repeat it for you again, and I'll have that up on the screen. In 15 to 20 years, that's a long time, but we can get there. In 15 to 20 years, we will recapture core United Methodist beliefs and practices through spiritual disciplines and faith formation, resulting in the cultural replication of Journey of Hope through existing and future campuses. That might seem like it is a little too far out there. Maybe even something that is unknown to us. But I have some questions for us regarding that because we need to be ready to head into the unknown. And I know that that can be scary, frustrating, exciting, and overwhelming at times, sometimes all at the same time. However, will we trust God? Will we trust that God's plans are far greater than our plans? Will we trust that God knows far better than we will ever know? I'm reminded of this. There are times when uh, in the past we have taken Miko. Miko is uh, one of our cats. Uh, he is our youngest but largest of our cats. Uh, and we'll, we would take him out into the backyard on a leash. And it's always interesting to see how he reacts out in this brave new world that he is experiencing. Every little sound will set him off and he jumps and twitches and is always looking, carefully paying attention to everything around him. But there's something interesting that happens when you bring him back inside because he will flop down right in front of you, right in the middle of a hallway where you have to step over him to get by him. Doesn't even move a muscle when he's there. He trusts me. He trusts that I'm not going to hurt him and I'm not going to step on him because he knows me. He has experience with living inside the house. But he doesn't have that same trust outside. Trusting is such a key aspect of our faith. Now, it is not a blind faith or a blind trust where we just resign our lives saying that God will take care of it and I'll just sit back. It's not this empty trust, but one that comes from a place of hope and belief. We know that God provides because we've seen it in the past, have we not? We rely on that hope and belief through our experiences to guide us in God's plan. Now, maybe the experience that I'm talking about are not exactly yours. It may be that we rely on this hope through experiences of others. That is why offering a witness and a testimony is so incredibly important. You may gain trust by hearing about how God has worked through somebody else's life. Now, I've talked about my uncle's experience with leukemia and how he was able to share a witness of his experience with heaven. And this witness helped so many others during times of deep pain. And I bet if I ask, many of you could tell me stories like this. And I look right over here at Jeff and Jenny, and I can tell you that they have told stories 
They have witnessed to other people about how God has worked in their life and how God has brought about healing in their life. You see, we trust in God's plan. We trust in God's love, grace, and mercy. However, we must also let go. We must leave things behind. Now, I know that that is probably the hardest part of this whole thing that I'm talking about. We've grown up thinking that we need to be self-supportive. Nothing happens unless we do it. I'm preaching to the choir here, I know. (laughs) Society teaches us this from a very early age. If we succeed, it's because of all of what we have done. And of course, if we fail, it's because of somebody else. Letting go goes against everything that we know. Think about all the disciples left behind in order to follow Jesus. Think about all that Abraham left behind. And then if you really think that was a lot, think about what Jesus left behind to offer us salvation. This is what Paul writes about in that reading that was shared with us. Only after we put our full trust in God and then followed the call by leaving everything behind can we receive the blessings that God has for us. Abraham leaves everything behind, goes on a journey following God's call. It was because of his trust in God and his willingness to do whatever it takes that God offers this blessing to Abraham. God offers a covenant to him and provides children and nations, Ishmael and Isaac. Time and time again throughout Scripture and our lives, we see this pattern play out. People trust God. They let go of personal desires to experience God's and then receive the blessings as they overflow from God. And so let me, ask, let me close here with one last question for all of you. And I think I have the question. Do we have that faith, like Abraham, to do what is needed? Yes. Hands in the air. Amen. Do we have that faith like Abraham to do what is needed? Can we trust God in this beautiful plan that he has for our lives? Letting go of personal preferences in order to experience God's purpose. Receive the blessings that God has for us. The blessings that God has in store for each and every one of us. Will you pray with me? Almighty and sometimes disturbing God, we enter into a season maybe of unknowns. Or maybe we have been in a season of unknowns for quite some time. God, would you provide your Spirit? Make your presence known to us in these times. Let us know that you continue to walk this journey with us and that you have blessings and a plan for us. You have hopes and dreams for us. And so, God, we offer our trust, our faith. We offer letting go of all of those things in our life, those personal preferences. God, the things that, that we feel that we know the most about, we let go of those so that we can experience your blessing. So we can experience your plan. And so guide us, encourage us. And most of all, God, Remind us of just how, how much you love us. All this I ask in your Son's precious name.
Amen. Amen. A blessing that comes. And our end is a new beginning. In our time infinity, God has blessed us with so much. God has blessed each and every one of you with so much. And so as we go forth from this place, I'm going to remind you of something that is coming up in a few weeks, uh, just so that, it, so that I have that in front of you. Uh, June 25th, so next Sunday is Father's Day. The Sunday after that, immediately following worship, we will have our church conference where we will have the vote on the merger. Uh, and so just wanted to remind you of that uh, just so that you are aware as we get closer to that. But now, as we get ready to leave, again, I'm going to ask the guests if they would stop by the center just on your way out. We have a gift for you. Don't stop there. Go into the community room afterwards. There are, uh, there are refreshments and a time for just uh, continued fellowship. And so go, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.